For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. In 2022, Governor Kathy Hochul vetoed legislation designed to prohibit the sale of over-the-counter diet pills and dietary supplements to minors in New York. But this year, she'll get a chance to rethink her position on the issue as Democratic lawmakers have approved another variation of these restrictions during the 2023 legislative session. For more on the measure, we're joined on the Capitol Press Room by State Senator Shelley Mayer, a Westchester County Democrat who sponsors the legislation restricting access to over-the-counter diet products for minors. Welcome back to the show, Senator. Thank you, Dave. Good to be here. It's our pleasure to hear from you. So generally speaking, why does the state have an interest in preventing minors from purchasing over-the-counter diet pills and dietary supplements? Well, one, we have a public health interest in the well-being of all New Yorkers, but certainly uh, those who are minors having access to and frankly being marketed to by this community of diet pills and weight loss supplements And the evidence is quite clear that there's a link between the use of these diet pills and supplements with eating disorders. And we've talked to enough young people as well as seen the research to know that this focus on eating disorders among young women and men is truly reaching crisis proportion. So it's a perfectly appropriate use of the state's police power. And I'm confident the governor will sign this version of the bill. Last year, in in vetoing restrictions on over-the-counter diet pills, Governor Hochul cited uh, the challenge of requiring DOH to come up with a list of regulated products to police as required by last year's version of the bill. Do you think the governor's concerns at the time were appropriate? And if so, how is the latest version easier to implement? First thing I would say is the reason that this issue arose that the governor felt compelled to veto is because the feds have basically dropped the ball on providing a list of which supplements and substances uh, should be considered dangerous for those under 18. We are really working in a vacuum of uh, federal leadership and trying to do something at the state level. So last year, that was the approach. And the governor said DOH does not have the capacity or I think the knowledge to provide the list. So this year we did a different approach. This is about the marketing of these products. If they are labeled or marketed or otherwise represented for the purpose of achieving weight loss or muscle building, and they are sold to those under 18, that's a violation of the law. And this provides that you have to provide proof of age just like you do for buying alcohol or cigarettes. And when it comes to that labeling threshold in terms of 
what it's marketed for. Is this the case of, I, I know it when I see it, or does the bill specifically uh, define what would constitute that type of marketing? Here's how the bill works. The attorney general is authorized to bring an action when the attorney general believes there is a violation. And in that process, in the court's determination of whether an over-the-counter diet pill or dietary supplement is labeled marketed or otherwise represented, there are a variety of factors specifically enumerated in the bill that the court needs to look at, including whether it includes an ingredient approved by FDA for weight loss, it's a steroid, a creatine, uh, whether the label or marketing bears statements or images that express or imply the product will reduce body fat or body weight. So we were very specific in trying to provide enough factors that there will be clarity for the court to make a determination whether the labeling and the marketing is directed at young people. And in terms of enforcement, if this bill was to become law, would you anticipate that the attorney general's office would be actively policing this issue? Or would you expect that relevant parties, average New Yorkers would be bringing potential issues to the attorney general's office's attention? I suspect in real life that uh, those who are affected or care will look around and see where such products are marketed and bring them to the attorney general's attention. I would be surprised the attorney general starts a, you know, a full frontal investigation of these. But we believe we can create a deterrent to the marketing to young people, just like we did with cigarettes. You know, I would remind you that there was a whole marketing campaign targeted at young people, even though the sale was unlawful. And we were able to shut that down. And this is a similar thing. It is not currently unlawful to sell them to young people, but it's clearly dangerous. And we're creating a disincentive for retailers and others to engage in that practice. Are you anticipating, if this does become law, that retailers and the manufacturers of these products might start to get creative with how they market these products and simply not maybe refer to the dieting aspects of the products, yet there might be a general understanding that there could be some sort of fat burning or calorie burning elements that could still attract young people? You're going to always have those who want to skirt around the edges. But, you know, we've met with those that make these products and those that sell them and market them. You know, and I, I have great confidence that the vast majority recognize while there might be some dollar value in selling to young people, it is really is a problem. And we are dealing with something that is a public health issue. If you meet any of the parents of those young people who have struggled with anorexia or any of these other things that, that are related to this, these are serious health problems. And I think we're doing a good service to the young people and their families by trying to crack down on the sale to those under 18. Well, for listeners just joining us, you're listening to the Capitol Press Room, and we're speaking with State Senator Shelley Mayer, a Westchester County Democrat who sponsors legislation restricting the access to over-the-counter diet products for minors in New York. And when we think about over-the-counter products, I think a lot of people's minds, mine included, will go to the idea of a brick-and-mortar location. What about online purchases of diet pills or diet supplements? Is this something that can be regulated by your legislation? 
It is regulated by this bill, which I would note is sponsored in the assembly by Assemblywoman Neely Rosick, who's been sort of driving the train and on this for some time. This bill requires that the deliverer validate the age of the recipient. So one of the things we did for sales, which I think was a, a legitimate concern of the retailers, we're not uh, singling them out. We are trying to reach everyone who engages in this marketplace. Earlier this year, when we covered the veto of the legislation in 2022, we talked with a health expert about diet supplements in general, and they made the argument that these products, due to the lack of regulation at the federal level, really aren't safe for anyone. So when you think about the future sale of these products, do you think there is room for the state to restrict sale beyond just minors? Well, first, you know, we are continuing to push the FDA to really be more proactive as they should be in giving guidance about what products are not safe for young people. We shouldn't be having this conversation in 2023. So that's part one. Part two, you know, adults, we, we've legalized recreational marijuana. We allow cigarettes and alcohol. I'm not a big fan of regulating all adult behavior. I think adults make their own choices. So unless something poses a profound health risk, which perhaps the evidence will show it does. But, you know, as someone who's taken diet pills in the past um, as an adult, you know, I think adults are free to make their own decisions, and we ought not to be in a rush to to modify that. Another element of this legislation, which you mentioned early on, but I think is not really in the headlines of this debate, is that it doesn't just include diet pills. It also includes products that are marketed for muscle building. Why is it important to regulate those products as it pertains to minors? There is a great deal of interest among young people, particularly young athletes, and I meet lots of them, and they're fantastic, in um, muscle building across the board, you know, particularly for boys, but certainly for girls as well. And um, these products frequently contain many of the same materials that are deemed dangerous in certain amounts or excessive amounts uh, as diet pills. So we were careful about the language in order to try to reach those kinds of products that are labeled for muscle building. It does not include, for example, protein powders, protein drinks, and foods marketed as containing protein, unless the protein powder, drink, or food marketed as containing protein contains an ingredient other than protein, which would consider it alone constitute a dietary supplement. So we were mindful of the fact that young people, particularly athletes, as I say, we want to have protein powders and protein shakes. And we tried to craft a careful bill that, that recognizes that. Well, finally, we've been talking about products that are not prescribed by doctors, but there are medications that doctors can prescribe that are either designed for weight loss or can have weight loss as a side effect. So I'm wondering whether you see that as the next frontier that might require some sort of additional oversight or regulations uh, by the state, especially with the rise in popularity of certain weight loss drugs, uh, such as uh, Ozempic, amongst uh, young people? Well, that is clearly, in my opinion, as a drug preempted by the FDA and likely to be the subject of, and, and in fact, the, like Ozempic has been 
you know, approved for certain uses by the FDA. So I, I don't, I think it'd be unlikely for the state to move in that direction. We're talking about things that are really just completely unregulated and undesignated as posing risk. Whereas, um, so I don't think there's a preemption argument. And I think when you get into Ozempic and other drugs that are prescribed by a physician, you're clearly getting into an area which the FDA has primary jurisdiction and, and they have exercised it, but they have been absolutely missing on this critical piece of the puzzle. And we are going to try our best to find a path. And I'm hopeful that Governor Hochul sees this as a compromise. And I would point out, Dave, just so you know, we've met with, you know, not only the producers and the retailers and the marketers, uh, you know, one of the things I do is try to meet with everyone who has a concrete suggestion how to improve a bill. If they just oppose it and have nothing to add, that's one thing. But anyone who has something positive to try to make it feasible and practical and work for the end goal, I'm, I'm anxious to meet with them. So we have, uh, this is a C print of the bill. So for your listeners, that means we changed it um, three times after the original print to deal with issues as they arose. Well, we've been speaking with State Senator Shelley Mayer. She is a Westchester County Democrat. Senator, thank you so much for making the time. Thank you very much, Dave. Appreciate it. Support for the Capitol Press Room provided by the New York State AFL-CIO, a federation of 3,000 unions fighting for working people by keeping New York State union strong. Visit unionstrongny.org for more information.